Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. My next guest is my good friend, Michael Ball, who is a personal trainer, actor, former Belgian bakery owner, and a former Chippendales dancer. Um, you know, Michael, you didn't have to wear the dance clothes or uh, lack thereof. But uh, anyway, thank you for showing up and uh, coming down to the comedy store. Of course. You're very welcome. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm going to just start right off the bat. Like, what do you know about money? Nothing. Nothing. All right. You've come to the right place. I, I know. I used to have some and then I had nothing. Yeah. But you good. had no money, but you have something. Exactly. Yeah. You have a different kind of riches. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so, um, all right. So you, had, you used to have a lot of money. Yes. Um, was that with the bakery or with yes. the dancing? No, that was with the bakery. Oh, yeah, okay. so I'll, I'll maybe tell you that story quickly. So first I had a little bakery in Belgium, which, which was doing really well. Worked really hard, about six, seven days a week, every week, for about seven years. Got sick and tired of that. And then since you mentioned Chippendales, I'll mention that too. So then I moved here to become a Chippendale dancer. Worked a lot less hard, made a lot less money, uh-huh. but was a lot happier. And was your dream always to be a Chippendales no. dancer? Did no. you like see them dancing away and you said, I need to put on a Speedo and uh, dance my way to fame? No, it actually wasn't. <laughs> but but it, was, it was a very good choice I made because it got me here, it got me into modeling and acting mm-hmm. and eventually being a personal trainer. But no, it was just pretty much I, I attended a show once as my wife got tickets to it and then they approached me and said, you know, we're hiring and... I faxed over a headshot, and I had to come to L.A. That's how my story started. Oh, well, that's a good story. And they just wanted a face a face shot, a headshot. <laughs> Actually, that was yes. it? That really? Was it. I am okay. not kidding. All right. Well, that's, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so um, do you discuss your finances with your wife? You just yes. mentioned you went to the show with her. So what do yes. you guys talk about? How, do you, how often do you talk about it? Well, uh, not, not enough probably, but mm-hmm. we, when there's a little – problem or we're running a little bit low at the end of the month, then we'll talk about it. And then mm-hmm. we'll, we'll sit down and say, we should do something about this. We should talk to Bob about this. Uh-huh. And then I said, well, Bob told me, we'll talk about when you make more money. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's kind of. And who's usually the driver with the money? I mean, I am. you yeah. are. Yeah. And um, when you talk to your wife, do you try to make her feel guilty or shame no, her? Do never. you, like, how, how I mean. But yeah, that's a good question. So, no. No, pretty much I. Here's what happens for real. When I I came here, I was very happy, you know, kind of like living in my own bubble kind of a thing. But as I'm getting older, you know, you realize, damn, you know, I can't do this forever. And I'm thinking about I should start having passive income. Mm-hmm. So that's where I have to sit down and, and think about how can I earn money without having to show up every day. Mm-hmm. Because if I get sick, no money. If I travel, no money. There's all these things. Also answering your question about the guilt feeling or making somebody feel guilt. No, I've I've never done that. I was like, you know what? We're in this together. And and we call this money our money too, meaning we don't have separate accounts. It's one mutual account. And I would never tell her, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. And she's a very good shopper too. So so she tries to, to not spend more than needed. Okay. Now, you said you don't have as much money as you used to have. Yes. But I noticed in the parking lot you have a very nice car. Yes. And I also know that you drive a Harley. Yes. And uh, and you do you do take a lot of vacations. That's true. Yeah. So what's, what's the secret? That's a good question. <laughs> well, the secret is, I mean, how can I explain this? 
Well, the secret is not really a secret. The thing is that you work really hard. You live... Well, 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 I'll explain that in a little bit later to how people might say social media. You always live a richer life on social media than in real life. So right. that's a good start, maybe. That's where we should start, maybe. <laughs> so, so what you see on Facebook is not necessarily... It is just a, a, a moment in time mm-hmm. or a highlight of that vacation, of that day. Meaning you might just see me eating a nice dinner, and that's once maybe a month. But, but, but back to basics. So what is is that I work really hard, as you probably do. I work six days a week, really hard from early mornings to late nights. So I try to save all that money. And then what we do is we cook every day, meaning my wife cooks every single day. Mm-hmm. We don't go out eating. We save all that money. We do look for smaller bills or how we can save on cable TV. We have no cable TV. You know, we, we watch a movie once in a while. We we look up, we stream free stuff, all that kind of stuff. So whatever we are spending is usually on social media. It's big things. Mm-hmm. But then what we're not spending is, is behind closed doors. We're not so showing. So we don't get to see the pictures on Facebook <laughs> exactly. of you sneaking in with the free streaming or exactly. the bootlegged copy of the yeah, movie. Or eating just pasta, you know, or that kind of stuff. But And also, to defend my story a little bit better, we have, yes, we do have a Harley, which was bought back in the days, which is a 2006. And yes, the car, we have one car for two people. So most people have two cars, they have two times insurance, two times, you know, registration, all stuff. So we, we try to really budget that. And it works. Yep. And we do take trips, yes, but it's not like every single week. And sometimes you repost previous trips like, you know, like make yourself happy. I remember this. This was a good memory. Ah, but so we're people, seeing the same picture yes. several times. <laughs> yes. And then people go like, are you in Vegas right now? I said, no, no, that was last year. But yeah, that kind of stuff. But I took six different pictures there we go. at six different six hotels outfits, and now it looks like I'm different in. different outfits right. and different haircuts. That's right. So <laughs> smart, 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 smart. What's one thing you do? You, you mentioned like not having cable, um, having one car. Like what is your single most uh, – uh, what's your best spending thing that you do that you're like really proud of? Like, I I got this dialed in on how to save some money. Well, good question again. Uh, I pretty much save everywhere I can. What I don't really save on is is once in a while a good dinner or a good lunch. Actually, actually that's another thing. There we go, saving. I usually don't go for dinners. I go for lunches. A lot cheaper. Same food. Same mm-hmm. hotel. I mean hotel, restaurant, whatever. Same food. So that's usually what we do. We, I mean, again, I don't want to sound like a cheap person either, but 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 the big holidays, like a like a big, you know, you have to do it this day because it's we all celebrate this. No, I don't believe in paying for the same dinner three hundred dollars when it can be a hundred or fifty dollars mm-hmm. at another time. So, yeah. so the so that's so that's part of it. And then what I do like is I do like to take trips. And here's the beautiful thing about those trips. I remember driving over the hill in my convertible car that I had about 25 years ago, and we went over the hill, the canyon, to Malibu, and we had, on the way over the hill, we stopped at a little bar, had a cup of coffee for five, six bucks, spent half a tank of gas, and it looked like we had a trip. And we took pictures, and we were on the beach, and we were walking, and we were laughing, and, and, and so you don't have to always spend a lot of money to have a good time. Right. And a trip doesn't have to be to Spain exactly. to be a good trip. It there can be escaping the valley. Yes. I mean, I mean, leaving no, the valley for those that love the valley. Yeah. Um, the few. Um, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I know you love the valley, so I'm 
Uh, well, I don't know, no, no, no. That's part of the saving too. You know, let me back that story up. When we first came here, with all the money that I used to have from my mm-hmm. bakery, before you gave it away. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. We lived in the Marine Del Rey, sixteen hundred square foot apartment, fancy, beautiful. And then we downgraded to Westwood, and then we went to the Valley, which was so cheap right. at that time. So that's part of the saving too. Yeah. And then you, yeah, so that's, well, and then um, in terms of being able to take a trip and it not having to be Spain or it not yes. having to be uh, to San Francisco, whatever, mm-hmm. like, so where did you get that perspective or how did you develop that perspective to just say, you know what, we're going to take a trip over the hill and go to Malibu and just have fun yeah. and not be, well, it's not, we're not driving far away and we're not going to San Diego. Like, how do yes. you... Keep that positive spin on things. Well, that's a, first of all, I, I, I've been told, and I believe this, I'm a very positive person. I wake up in the morning, I want to be happy. I don't want to be sad, depressed. So I just, I just tell myself, it's a good day, I'm alive, you know, that kind of stuff. So this could also back up the motorcycle. So when I bought the Harley, the Harley is a lot cheaper than a Ferrari, mm-hmm. but you get the same attention. When you have a Harley, you drive over the canyons. It's like, right. oh, my God, look at this Harley. It's like you get the attention for a lot cheaper price. Right. So, <laughs> okay. so And then you enjoy that. You go over the canyon, you get a drink. You, you meet brotherhood with, with Harley. So you meet other riders and you talk about it. And you have, and you, it's a lot of fun. And, again, you, and peace of mind is you don't, you don't have to be far away to have peace of mind. Sometimes more stress, more stressful, more money. More whatever. So, so going over that hill was for us was like a beautiful mini vacation. Mm-hmm. Driving over the hill on the motorcycle, let's say, just enjoying nature, breathing it in, having a cup of coffee, sit with some friends, talk to other motorcycle riders. It was just fun, and and it grew from there. And then if you keep on doing the same thing, and it's mm-hmm. like okay, now it gets boring. You go a little bit further or high, or you go a little bit further, and 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 that's how it, it doesn't have to be far. It's just something new. Yeah, it sort of sounds like um, when you're leaving the valley, it's sort of like escape from Alcatraz or something yes, like that, right? Exactly. Or... <laughs> there we go. No, the valley's a beautiful thing. Yes. Um, I love to look at pictures Me, um, yes. far away. Um, so... As I tell people, I like the snow on a postcard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's much warmer when yes. it's on the postcard. Yes. So um, – do you currently budget every month? Like, do you know that, <laughs> hey, my monthly budget is 5000 bucks or whatever it is, and do you look at it every month? Like, I know you talk when it gets yes. low, but yes. do you know your numbers, and is well, that something you pay attention to? The answer is yes, I do, but I don't. But the answer is yes, because, of course, you kind of do. But I don't want to worry about it every month mm-hmm. that much. But I'm reminded every month by paying the bills. Right. So every month I know, like, okay, I'm budgeting right now, and this month it was a good month, and this month wasn't so good, but, but we're going to work out a little harder. We're going to find some more people. We're going to, you know, that kind of stuff. But, but luckily is, is, is that I'm swimming. I'm not drowning. So that's good. I'm above water. Okay, good. I thought maybe you were, like, actually swimming. I was like, what, is there, like, a, a public pool and you go exercise? Yeah, no. that would right. be good too, right? Not bad. Not bad. So did you, did did you, you like my joke? Uh, it was, yeah. It's okay. I'll get back to you. Yes. It's probably better with two drinks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe. That's true. Just possibly. Do you have any siblings? Yes. Actually, yes and no. I had one. He passed away. Okay. So you had a brother? Yes. And um, 
Were you younger or older? He's uh, seven years older. He's seven years older. So you were the baby. Yeah. Okay. Um, what did your parents tell you about money? And was it different? Did your mom have a different version of good money versus your dad? You have a lot of good questions. I like that. Yeah, I have a book. <laughs> yes. With questions. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Well, my, my, at, my dad you was should, – You should check out the book. It's called Good Question Book. Oh, is that what yeah. it's called? It's called – yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. good. I'll do Amazon. Yeah. Okay, good. Perfect. Yeah. So my dad was the money guy. He's the money guy. At mm-hmm. once he even told me, my best friend is my wallet. And I said, my best friend is love. I'm the totally complete opposite of him. But, but in a way, I understood what he meant. Like he said, money, you need money to be happy. You need money for health. You need money to stay alive. You, so he was the hardworking money guy, hardworking. Mm-hmm. He owned a business, but he still worked really hard. Mm-hmm. So my mom was more like, okay, I'll never get to see your dad. So, so I get that part there where I say, well, it's not a good balance. You know, my brother, sadly enough to say he wasn't much of a worker and he, he was actually not a good person either, so he went a little bit on, on the unemployment route, all that kind of stuff. But what my dad did teach me is that, I mean, as, as far as what I did in my life, is you, it's, it's better to be self-employed than employee. But then again, he never said it's better to be a business owner and an, or an investor than a self-employed. Right. He never told me that being self-employed, he's just an employee of your own business, and, and your clients is actually you, my clients are actually my bosses, right? Yeah, so they still boss me around. Like, okay, I'll, I want to see you tomorrow. I can say no, but I can't do that with an employee status. I can't say I'm not going to show up. You're going to fire me. But if I say too many times no to my clients, they're going to fire me too. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much not much different. If I don't show up, no money. So I need to be on the business side mm-hmm. or the investor, which is the passive income we talked about. Did your mom have a favorite phrase around money? Oh, never. She has no n- phrases around money. Nothing. She My, never said, give me the money. No. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Um, and was there any kind of was there any kind of mantra that your dad had around money besides nope. the wallet is your best friend? No. Nope. Believe okay. it or not, nothing. They they were I think honestly, I think and, 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 and I you know, I love my parents, so I don't take this the wrong way, but I think my I'm gonna take it the wrong way, yeah, just so I you know. know you would. Just so you know. <laughs> but I know my parents were like Back in those days in Belgium, believe it or not, they went to school till they were 14 years old, and then they had to go to work. Right. So my dad was a hardworking person, but didn't understand much other than working hard will get you lots of money in the bank. Right. That's all he knew. He wasn't right. necessarily smart about it, but then he understood that if I can't do it by myself, I'm going to hire people. So he had a business with people working for him, but together with him. Right. He never franchised, like saying, okay, let's send a team there and a truck there and a truck there. He was a construction worker. Right. But then when I got into my own bakery business, he said, why don't you franchise? It's right. so much better. That's what I didn't do. You should do that. But I was always brought up being self-employed. Mm-hmm. So I was scared of that. I said, no, if I can't do it myself, nobody can do it like me. Right. It's not going to work. That mentality was bad. Yeah. And that's still a little bit stuck in my mind. Like, if mm-hmm. I don't do it right, nobody can do what I do. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily good, but, but that's what maybe he taught me unconsciously. What's the hardest part about having your clients be your boss? Honestly, I don't even mind it. because well, I mean, do you have to tell them that they're pretty and that they've lost lots <laughs> no, no, of weight? No, 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 Are no. you allowed to say, wow, you look like you gained four pounds I, or you're not I, doing I anything am, I tell I'm you? I'm always dead honest. If you they are. ask me, yes, I am. If they asked me, do I look like I lost weight? I said, no. 
But I, I also, this is true. I'm not even kidding when I say this. I say, I know, I, but I also see you three times a week. It's hard to see. I always tell them this story, which is true. If you have a kitten and the kitten becomes a cat or a puppy becomes a dog, did you see that happen? No, you didn't. It just happens. You don't see that. But if I haven't seen you for a month, I might say, oh, my God, you gained weight. Oh, my God, you lost weight. But if you see them every day, what I can see is definition. I can see, wow, you know what? Mm-hmm. I can see your triceps showing more. And I tell them. Right. But I don't have to. And the good thing about them is still that my inside joke is like I'm still bossing you around when right. you're inside my gym. Right. You're going to do those squats right. even if you don't like them. Yeah. Now, how did you develop the kitty story? Were there a lot of stories where you had to lie and then you were able to go, wait, here's a good kitty story, and now I can make people feel better? Like, no, no how, did, how, did you, how did you come to that? Actually, it's a very good well, – I keep on saying the same thing. You do. You're very – you're, <laughs> not you're easily impressed. It's exactly. okay. It's all right. Well, that was not so good of a question. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the – well, it's funny because, I mean, there's people who blow smoke all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I'm always that honest. If somebody comes into my gym and they show me their whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, their body part that I cannot fix, I said, here's the problem. It's loose skin. It's not that you are fat. You just have extra skin hanging. So there's there's two ways. One way they don't want to do is you either fill it up with body fat and then it will be all swollen and you won't see it anymore. Or you actually fill it up with real muscle, but that takes longer and it's harder work. And if you're a female, it's almost impossible because you don't have enough testosterone. But I said, if you really want to get rid of the extra skin, you need to see a surgeon. They really do. So they don't like that necessarily, but at least they know I'm not blowing smoke by saying, you know what, come join my gym in about four weeks. You'll be fine with that. No, I do not tell them that because I'm just honest. I can't fix that problem. If you lost 25, 30, 60, 80 pounds and your, your, your skin is, is hanging, there's nothing I can do about that. That's good that you lost 120 pounds, but I can't fix that problem. Right. Yeah. What's your favorite part about being a personal trainer? To help people lose weight. Or, or, or no, no, let's take that back. To help people attain their goals because okay. it's not necessarily always losing weight. I get actors who want to gain weight right. for their roles. But most people are trying to lose body fat, not necessarily weight, but body fat. And what percentage of your clients do you play therapist to? <laughs> That's a good one. Not a good question. That's yeah. a good one. Well, I'm um, glad I'm getting good yeah, marks on um, my questions. Yeah, there I, we go. That makes me feel um, better. I was insecure. I don't like to say this, but I would say at least 80%. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but they don't like to hear that either. Right. So <laughs> They don't like to think that they're... Yes. Asking you to be their therapist? Well, they don't like it when, when I say, you know, I'll, I can give you some advice. No, you're not my therapist. You are my trainer. No, I know, but I'm still listening to your stories. But it's like a hairdresser. I mean, I love to help them or give them good advice or my opinions. I'm going to take a dark turn. If you were writing your own obituary, what accomplishments would you include? Is that a good question? No. Oh, I can't okay, say it I'm just, no, I'm no, just I'm not going to say it. This is a deeper question. It's a deeper, deeper question. Deeper question with a deeper answer. Well, I, I honestly don't like to brag about myself, for real. So <laughs> I, I would like to write my own. But what I would like to remember for uh-huh. would be that I was a good 
person with a good heart and a loving person. Mm -hmm. That's what I would like to be reminded about. I'm going to cry now. <laughs> no, seriously, that's what I would like to, mm -hmm. yeah. So in accomplishing that, in trying to be remembered as a good person mm -hmm. and trying to help other people, how does money play a role in that? Well, that's that's it, what I've... <laughs> Not gonna say it again, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I have a habit of saying the same things. That's bad. Anyway, uh, what I've learned from meeting all my clients and my friends and, and family members is that, you know, I was always like, you know, money is not important because love is the most important thing in the world. Without mm -hmm. love, you have, there's nothing. But I've come to realize that money is very important, even if you do have love, or because because money will get you to places where you can help other people in need. Mm -hmm. Love, you can give them a hug, you can give them, you know, some companionship, which is a lot. But if they need something, let's say like, like you know, they need to go see a doctor, you could actually say, you know what, go see your doctor, I'll, I'll help you pay for it. For that reason, I would love to have, love to have more money so I could help more people mm -hmm. that are really in need of it. And then I can be like, you know what, health is, is to me actually more important right now than anything else. So if I could just save somebody or see somebody at the pharmacy, that breaks my heart, an old man. And they said, okay, sir, your medicine is 300 bucks. He says, you know what, just keep it for this month. And, and the, then the, the pharmacist says, no, sir, you need this medicine. You would die without it. And, and I've done this before. When I pay for medicine like that, I say, you know what, how much is the balance? I'll, I'll just, well, how much do you have? I'll pay the balance. But I can't do it for everybody. Right. But I've done that yeah. because I can't see this man die. You know, right. I don't even know this man, but, but I, the story breaks my heart. So that's why I would like to have more money to help other people. Cool. So in a typical week, which moments do you enjoy the most and which do you dislike the most? What's the best part of your week? The best part of my week is my day off. Okay. which is only one day, which is Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then I'll tell you why that is, and I'll explain that's my, mm -hmm. the other side of the best part is, mm -hmm. is the part that I hate the most is I honestly don't like to get out of bed. Okay. I like to sleep in, mm -hmm. and I can only do that on one day, which is Sundays. But as a trainer, I'm forced to wake up early. Mm -hmm. And once I'm up, I'm okay. But getting out of that bed is like, ah, oh, I do not want to wake up. I mean, I do want to wake up. I want to be alive, but I don't want to get out of. I just want to lay in that bed, you know, watch some, whatever. But what's the best part about staying in bed? I think the having no appointment, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, I, I think I just relax. I enjoy laying in that bed. I get sleeping, half asleep. But I guess the real answer, deeper answer, would be because I don't have an appointment to go to. So it's like it doesn't feel like, okay, I have to go to work right now, and I have to. The have to part is probably the, the real reason. I have to. But as soon as I'm awake, I wake up, I take a shower, I'm good to go. So you don't take it out on the first no. one or two clients oh, no. that, that they made you get up? Trust me, we've been known, my wife and I have been known to be the happiest people around in the morning. Seriously. We yeah. wake up, we're smiling on the face, how are you? Full of energy. So people get annoyed with you quite yes. often. <laughs> yes. The answer is actually yes, for real. But but they don't see me getting out of that bed. <laughs> up until that time, I'm probably not the happiest person. But as soon as I'm up, then I'm okay. Yeah, And then as soon as I see sun or daylight... It's like, wow, this is a good day. Every day I, I tell myself I'm so happy to live in sunny California. 
That is true. Although it hasn't been that – I mean I know it hasn't been that sunny. Nobody exactly. really has sympathy exactly. for us. Exactly. I mean I think they should because it dropped into the 50s. <laughs> I know. And it was very stressful. And we had rain for two or three weeks. So yeah. that's yeah. – there was a lot. Yeah. There's a lot going true. on. Yeah. I mean I know the rest of the world has floods and snow exactly. and things like that. But you know – I think we pay the extra tax, and I think That's we're entitled right. to have sunshine. I agree. It's what we pay for here. That's right. It's just not right. Um, if you think of a couple of people that you think are in great financial shape, um, what would you? What do you think are the keys to their financial success? I know I, it's a really good question. No, no, I'm just no, going to no, tell no, you. I know you. It, it is. <laughs> it's a really good question because I thought of it. That was, that's why I didn't say much. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. Um, well, I can say what what uh, maybe I'll, I'm going to answer the question completely different. What I I think it's not good in their life sometimes or most of the time is that they, they, they lack other things in their life. Meaning, lack of balance. Yes, that's what I believe in. So they focus way too much on money, and it's all about money. Like let's do this trip. So we can meet these people or go to this meeting, and, and, and it's all business. It's always business like, okay, let's get on the bus. Then we know how it feels to ride a bus for our business. And it's, it's always money, 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 money. That annoys me in a, in a way where I say, if that's all you have in life, oh, man, you're so lonely. You're so sad. You have no love. You're missing out on life. But then the complete opposite is also true. When you have all that love and you're sitting and laying under the bridge at night, that's not helping either. But so, but what is their success? I think it's it's. I honestly do think their brains are wired differently than others. I think there's real business people and there's there's people who are not business people. So I think it is a focus where you put the focus first: business, 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 and and everything else is extra. Mm -hmm. I think that could be an answer to that. Um, when you say focus, would that also be the same as discipline? Like, yes. in other words, do you think that people that are successful financially are, are very disciplined? I would say yes. I do believe that, yes. Um, and do you have any financial habits that you reaffirm? Like, you you definitely do lunches instead of dinners. Yeah. You don't have cable. Yeah. Um, are there some other things that you do on a daily basis where you reaffirm um, your yes. financial choices. Yes, yes. The the way I do is, is for example, like I don't want to – I work hard enough to say yes to whatever I want. Mm -hmm. But, of course, there's limits. So mm -hmm. for – and a good example about that would be if I were to shop online on Amazon, let's say, for instance, I would say, well – let me just look at it a few more times, and, and I have the same. I will shop around for the same item, maybe a little lesser brand, but I still have that piece that I want, mm -hmm. meaning I still have, let's say, a nice leather jacket, but instead of a $600, I have a $250. And, and it's this, for me, it's, it's not the same. It's not the Versace, whatever, but it's still a beautiful leather jacket. So, yes, I'll shop a little bit longer than just a, most, most rich people I know, they just buy on impulse. Right. They want it right now, and they buy this right now. How much is it? They never asked the question. They said, wrap this up and that one and that one. I don't do that. I would look at it and say, is there anything like like in the mid-range? You know, I don't want the cheapest, or the, the but I want something that can last long. Because I also take in consideration value and money versus how long will it last. So that's, a, that's something I can answer, which is really good. 
So when I buy something, I do the math. If this product cost me $200 and it lasts me, if it lasts me two years, that's about 24 months, it would cost less than $10 a month. Right. So then I say, that's a good purchase. But if I spend $300 on a dinner, that's kind of a waste of my money because I know it's going to go in and out. So, yeah. Okay. So if money were no object, yes. what would you change about your life? I would just work a little less hard. Mm-hmm. I would train the people that really wanted or needed or really needed, like, let's say, medically, you know, like they really are. I mean, I would really try to help real people mm-hmm. that need it. And for that reason, I would have a limited clientele and I would travel more and, and be around, spend a lot more time with my friends and family. Okay. That is pretty much all I want in life. All right. So one last question. We're coming to the end here, but I want to ask, what advice would have helped you if you had known it when you were younger? Know what? Um, what piece of advice that you know now, had you known it earlier okay. in life, that if you could have applied that yes. sooner, yes. like what would that? Well, well, uh, I'm going to try to make the story short, as short as possible, but, but I have no regrets of whatever I ever did. Because that's a lesson in life. I learned a lot about that. But I think you mentioned the word balance. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most, the best advice I can give people is try to find balance. Because there's no good way on one way or the other. If you go all the way out to nothing but money, and all the way, all the way out, like being, you know, I'm, I don't even want to wake up for work, but, but I have love, not good. So balance. I would say just work hard enough so that you can have the things you want and a little extra but I wouldn't work 24-7 every day anymore the rest of my life and then have, I mean, you'll be lonely. So that's my advice. Just to find the right balance for you. Everybody's right. balance is different. But don't tell me my balance is 100% work. That's not a balance. Right. No, that's cool. Well, I mean, I certainly appreciate you coming and chatting with us here at the Comedy Store. I'm wondering, besides the Valley, um, on social media, <laughs> yes. uh, where can people find you? Well, the best, best way to find me is on my website, which is personaltrainermichael.com. And then there are links there to my Facebook account, Instagram, you know, you name it. But that's just easier than to go over all my social media accounts. And where do people find your Chippendale dance uh, <laughs> routines? <laughs> well, they're in my private membership only. Oh, fund. okay. I see. All right. People got to pay for that stuff. Yes. I see. Well, listen. That's I've... how I make my money maybe, right? No, absolutely. That's why absolutely. I drive a nice car, the Harley, right? That's right. Exactly. All that passive income <laughs> yes, from the, there we from the go. royalty rights. There we go. No. Well, I appreciate you coming down. And um, if you're listening, don't forget to share the laughs. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for Money You Should Ask, all one word. Also, you can subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. For more stories, podcast episodes, financial tools, and upcoming seminars, be sure to visit themoneynerve.com. I'm Bob Wheeler. This is Money You Should Ask. And until next time. 